you don't actually think I was in the Zack Snyder's Justice League, do you? You are now listening to the best show in the universe. The Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show. But it's not. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show. There's a new award-winning four-grain straight bourbon whiskey that's been taking the market by storm. Penelope Bourbon. Bottled at the historic Castle and Key Distillery in Frankfort, Kentucky, Penelope's balanced yet flavorful taste profile comes from a unique blend of three bourbon mash bills. Currently available in two expressions, four-grain and barrel strength, Penelope is remarkably smooth and flavorful. So whether you're sipping neat or using in your favorite cocktail, Penelope is perfect for you. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Uh, today we have a huge guest. Uh, like I was mentioning before the show, I think a little too big for this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris Killian, how are you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you doing, Anthony? Really good, really good. So um, like if you're watching this, you're listening to this, depending on how you're consuming. Uh, Chris just basically was in Justice League, made a cameo as Robin, which Robin hasn't been in Batman in a second. So it was like kind of a huge deal, I think, uh, personally. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. They had to cut my scene, unfortunately, because the movie ended up being like four hours and two minutes long. Uh, well, my scene was like four hours and three minutes, and Zach was like, I just can't do it. And I was like, I, that's a bummer, but I get it. It's long, so. But it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Actually, I'm lying. It was not fun in that costume at all. That thing was like 40 pounds. I hated that thing. <laughs> the neck piece, man, pushed every bit of fat uh, in my body up into my face. It was the worst experience of my life. That's hilarious. So how long did that take you to put on that costume? Like that costume took like uh I don't know, probably a good half hour to half get hour. Done. That's hilarious, man. And also, uh, Chris also hosts uh, uh, comicbook.com. He's a host on there, rather. Uh, some good stuff. You guys are really, like, the cuts are awesome. Like, the way you guys shoot that stuff. I mean, does anybody could just talk about a subject? I, I think this is proof of podcast. But I feel like you guys put it together really well. It's uh, The execution's pretty good, and you're clever and oh, stuff. It's Thanks, dude. Yeah, no, that's a um, that, that that's an all-day process for, like, three minutes of a show. It's it's uh, It looks like I, it. <laughs> I go through and find those clips to, that we kind of use. I, I like to use the clips as, like, punchlines to, you know, to kind of, like, I'll set them up as a host, and then the clips are, like, a little bit of a joke or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, take, it takes all day, and I kind of lay it all out. And then I've got a, an editor named John Mason, really talented, who uh, I send it all off to him, and he just kind of, like, pieces out what I laid out for him. And, and we get the show put together like that. So usually my end of it takes about four or five hours to like write and perform and uh, and produce it. And then and then he usually takes about another uh, three hours, four hours to edit it. That's awesome, man. Like, yeah, and, that, and that's a big side. I mean, how many views does that get? Like, if that's not rude or I, I don't know if that. What's no, 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 no. It's totally, I mean, it's it's really blown up the last uh, over the last year. I'd say um, before when we first started it, it was maybe getting like five or six thousand views a day uh but now oh thanks uh i uh my girlfriend brought me some coffee because uh it's the middle of the afternoon lull um <laughs> but but now we're we're getting to where on instagram alone it's it's pulling about you know roughly about a hundred thousand views a day so congrats man that's awesome dude like thank you dude yeah no it's a it's a, a it's it's a big uh it's a big win because it's such a grind people don't understand what a grind it is to do you know, a, a daily show like that every day, practically by yourself. Like I've tried to explain to people like that, like late night talk show host, like that's kind of what I try to like daily distraction to me is like a 
like a nerd version of the daily show or something like that. But these, these guys, you know, um, late night talk show hosts and whatnot have like 10, 20 writers for, you know, a three to five minute monologue. And so, and so it's just me doing it every day. And I mean, you want to talk about burnout, dude, it can, it can happen real easy. So, so I'm, I'm happy to see that it's, it's finally paying off and that, um, and that people are, they seem to be really into it. Everybody seems to enjoy it and, and for what it is, which is just a, a brief kind of, you know, bullshit distraction for, for you know, for people uh, just every now and then. No, for sure. I, I was doing my homework and I was kind of impressed. I was like kind of watching some of your stuff, just kind of get a vibe for what you, uh, you're doing stuff. Because more or less I reached out because you're a comedian at first. And I, was, I was like, this guy's gonna be funny, blah. And I look at what you're doing. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was just like, you're doing a lot of cool stuff, man. And like, uh, I think, I, think the, I didn't realize it was daily. That makes a lot of sense. Consistency and content. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like, well, like just like you're a talented dude. And then as long as you're consistent and keep going, I mean, that makes sense. It's gonna keep getting bigger. I mean, and 100,000 a day is nothing to scoff at, but I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't see it going anywhere but up uh, at this point. Like, comic books a huge culture. I mean, uh, you, uh, you have, you have a great. I mean, anybody, pretty much any dude at least, is into comic books, and there's a lot of girls too. But I think like, you have a huge market. I mean, I think like that's like it's, your, it's a time for something like that almost. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I hope so, man. That's the that's the plan is to just keep growing and to keep trying to make the show better. And 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 you know, God willing, you know, we we get enough of an audience that we can start you know, introducing like new segments and interviews and, you know, making it feel even more like a well-rounded show than just the little three minute snippet that it is now, you know, that would be my ultimate goal is to just make that the only thing that I, that I do. So that'd be awesome. You have that like, the energy of that dude from uh, Kids in the Hall, like that Dave guy. Uh, uh, you have like the same kind of like a, like a, like the same kind of like he was like kind of a witty dude too. You know, I think you have that same kind of like hum- like uh, energy at least, and you kind of look similar, but you have that same kind of energy. I forgot his last name right off, but thanks. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about though. I, they, yeah, vaguely. I think so. Uh, hold on. I'm actually going to look him up real quick because I, like a, like I feel show. like uh, if it's who I'm thinking of, I think we did a show together one time. That's hilarious. And I think I forgot his name. Me, yeah, yeah, I forgot his last name. It's Dave something. Like, Dave yeah. Foley. Dave yes, Foley. that's what it is. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Dave Foley I did a show with. It was uh, it was Scott Thompson. But uh, I did a show with Scott Thompson and I uh, actually I was I was so nervous about it. It was like one of my first years doing comedy. And I was uh, introducing him and I forgot his name. And so I ran off stage and ran into the green room and was like, I am so sorry, but what is your name again? <laughs> and then I ran back out and said, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall, everybody. No, that's it how it is with the show. It's like, like, I'll read names all the time. So like, I, I, so yeah, I, I can spell it because I've typed it for like Zoom. I've seen it in emails. I've done all this. Like, and then I'll go to an, an enunciator or something. And I, I butcher it. Last names I butcher every time. Oh, I get called out for that so much on the show and, and and it's and it's so hard because now like i feel like there are some people with some really crazy names that, yeah. that you, you have to like i i try to do my due diligence and look them up but even from the time that i look it up and i listen to it to the time that i'm filming it it's so easy to butcher it like one, yeah, there's one so much time, going on there was one show that people really got all over my ass because i said zendaya instead of zendaya and uh man you the whole comments were just like can you believe the way he said her name? And I'm just like, guys, it just, it's just not a name. I read the name all the time, but I don't say it out loud. Like, you know, right. saying Joe Manganella all the time. It's, it's annoying. It, you know, it, it, it's just really hard to get everybody's names correct all the time. And so that's a real struggle. That's a, that's a huge <laughs> struggle for what I do. No, it is because yeah, it's always text to voice. We got to be like, okay, I was like, we read it all day. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, kind of a cheesy question, but just a good question. I, I like knowing this. Um, how'd you get into comedy? Like more or less, like, 
Uh, it kind of happenstance, to be honest. I, I, I uh, really, um, I was going to college and I, had, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I just thought I'm just going to keep, I was working on an English degree because I just hated math. And I just thought I'm going to just keep going to school until they tell me I can't go to school anymore or I figure out what I want to do. And so I was actually working on my master's and uh, just I had started becoming a big fan of like comedy central roasts and stand up comedy and stuff like that. And I just I wanted to give it a try and I and I tried it out and uh, I just I, I, I did this like this musical comedy night because I, I had played like wrote a couple joke songs or whatever in college. And uh, and so I played this uh, musical comedy night at, at uh, Zany's in Nashville, and the owner of Zany's just happened to be there and was like, "Hey, you did a really good job. You want to come back and MC next week?" And I was like, "Heck yeah!" And then that was pretty much the the end of it. I was doing comedy like full time after that for like ten straight years. Wow, yeah, it's just meant to be, I guess. That's crazy. Yeah, it was really. It was. I mean, I didn't really even realize it at the at the time, but it was a very meant meant to be. Uh, uh, sort of uh situation there it was very serendipitous because uh the owner is and he's, he's like never there he so the fact that he was there on that night and saw me was kind of weird that's awesome yeah i feel like something's just meant to happen it sounds like that like it sounds like that kind of thing like you're just kind of waiting for what you want to do and it just fell into place man like it's interesting yeah yeah it, it was really uh weird when i look back on it and how it's all uh started and how it's like progressed it's very strange do you get a lot of flack for not doing the open mic night thing? Like, like a lot of comedians like try to say it. like a lot of uh, Yeah, I did. I got so I much flack for it. Like people felt like I had just kind of snuck in and I didn't even mean to. Like I didn't, you know, it wasn't like on purpose or anything, but I kind of developed this, like after I was around it for a few years, I felt like, I think there's, I don't want to use the word stigma, but I think that like you get like labeled as like this guy and like, if you do open mics for months or years on end, you're just like, you're an open mic guy, you know, same with, like, you really have to push forward to get to that next level. And I think the fact that I kind of came in and nobody knew who I was and I didn't have that identity that somebody, you know, somebody was just like, oh, well, he's, he's pretty funny. And so, you know, I, I think I just skipped a whole level that a lot of comedians don't have the luxury of doing. And, and uh, I really lucked out in that way. That was just, I mean, it was pure luck. It was all it was, but but I think that uh, I think I didn't get I didn't get stuck in that open mic um, sort of trap, you know, that I see a lot of comedians get stuck in. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen any like actual success when we need to start an open mic night. But I hear a lot of people like uh, from the open mic night scene always shit talk people that don't. And that, that's why I was just wondering. I kind of started on the Internet, too. So I, I, that's why I was wondering if you had experienced that. So like they'll. Uh... I've only done a handful of open mics my entire life. And every time I have, they're just brutal. I mean, I just, <laughs> it's hard mode. And I don't feel like they're a good gauge for, for testing material either because you're really only doing material for other stand-up comics. And other stand-up comics have a really, we have a very bizarre sense of humor. So things that we find funny, like we find comedians bombing funny, but you know, that doesn't work for like normal audiences. So, yeah. so it just doesn't, it's not a good gauge for material. At least it wasn't for me. Uh, I, felt, I felt that it was much easier for me to just do real shows and then sort of like sneak in, you know, three or four minutes of new material here or there. And, and that's how I would that's how I would get new stuff uh, versus, you know, testing it out at open mics. Yeah, it's just talking to a microphone. It's not that, you know, it's like, it, <laughs> that's how I view it anyway. Like, I, uh, and I've never had like, at the sake of sounding like an asshole, I've never had someone like more successful be like, oh man, you didn't do open mic nights. It's always like the people that do open mic nights. They're always like, man, you didn't even do open mic nights. And I'm like, maybe that's your thing, but it's like not the only way to the top of the hill. You know, it's like not the only way to get there. Like, 
Right. And I, th- and I think that open mic nights are probably a lot different, say, in L.A. or New York than what I'm in True. Nashville. So, so open mic nights were not exactly um, as, um, as prevalent. I mean, we had some, you know, definitely. But you could. But in L.A., I mean, or New York, you know, there's multiple open mic nights you can hit in a night. So you can go, you know, and do four or five shows in a night if you really want to. Or, or and a lot of times you're playing to like full crowds. Like if you're at the comedy store in LA, I mean, there's a whole, you know, you've got a whole crowd. You still have an audience to work with. So it's an open mic night, but it's not an open mic night at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's people there to see like celebrities testing out material. You know, you have the Dave Chappelle's and the Joe Rogans and all that showing up. So you have actual audiences to play with versus the open mic nights that I saw were like I said, they were literally just all the comedians that were there testing out material sitting you know as the audience and and it just I, I was never a huge fan of doing it no for sure I think you nailed it yeah I'm in the midwest also so I, I definitely yeah open mic nights are kind of just like a sad kind of thing but like I definitely see how yeah Chicago's like that too like like you do shows there like I, I hang out some comedians there and they're doing like like 15 open mic I mean I'm exaggerating but a bunch of open mic they're ubering around everywhere and stuff like uh it's it, it just it, it's definitely a different culture it's definitely a different kind of thing sure that's interesting. So, uh, I guess you, uh, what got you, what made you get into a, like, uh, comic, how'd you, uh, is comicbook.com yours or did, uh, like, how'd you, how'd you kind of walk into that? Oh, like, God, monster? no, 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 no. We're owned by Viacom CBS. Uh, oh, okay. So it's definitely not mine. <laughs> no, that makes way more sense. How big, okay. That, was, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, like that's a big company. That makes like how that was a name. I mean, the name alone is probably uh, $10,000 to get comicbook.com. It was probably a minimum of $10,000 to get that. Oh, I, it might be even more than that. I'm, I, I couldn't yeah, say it's worth, but it, I know it's very valuable. Um, no, I, I was just, um, essentially, I, I kind of reached a place in stand-up comedy where I, I reached the ceiling where I was touring full-time on the road, and I was either opening for people who were already famous, or I was headlining, like, um, like B rooms, um, and I was essentially a road comic. And I, I just kind of reached this place where I knew I, I wasn't going to get any bigger. You know, my show was solid. I had an hour show that was, was great. Everybody had a good time that came to the show, but I, nobody knew who I was. And so I ended up getting an agent to try to um, start doing some acting just so I could, you know, maybe build up some sort of like, I don't know, get on TV doing something, I don't, you know, whatever. But I got an agent and I got in a couple commercials and then she... Uh, just told, since I'm in Nashville, I mean, comic book is based in Nashville and they were looking for a host and she, she caught wind of it and was like, they're doing auditions. And I know you collect comic books and, and everything. So is this something you'd be interested in? And I was like, heck yeah, let's, I mean, I'd be happy to try it out. And so, and so uh, I auditioned for them and initially it was only going to be for like, we were going to be doing after shows for like Gotham and stuff like that. Like we were going to do these online after shows sort of in the way that like, talking dead does for walking dead right Mm -hmm. but we you know that's what they were looking for was a host to kind of host these online after shows and uh and it it has since progressed way beyond that i mean that was like uh, i've been now with i've been at comicbook.com for like almost five years now so um yeah that's essentially how it started and that's how i got the gig and i've just i've been i've been here ever since that's interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah. So your, your comedic uh, business thing like, seems like unconventional, like, like the way you got in, but like, I feel like the, the acting thing is more conventional. I think the, like the agent kind of thing. That's, that's interesting, man. I, I never thought of Nashville as much as a, as like a town like that, but it's becoming like more of a everything kind of town. It's not just about country music anymore. I feel like. 
Yeah, no, definitely. It's a, it's an entertainment mecca um, for sure. I mean, we're there's not as much stuff going on here as say like in Atlanta, um, but even Atlanta, I I feel like now with the we're seeing it more and more. I definitely during COVID, like everybody's leaving LA because I think you know it costs so much to live there, and 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 there, you know all the stuff got shut down, and so everybody was kind of uh, heading out because I I think that people are realizing that you can. Uh, you can live in other places now and you know because of the internet you you don't have to exactly be, there was a time when you had to be in New York or you had to be in LA to to make it an entertainment but it's just not the case anymore and I, we're seeing little hubs like Atlanta and Nashville and Chicago kind of spring up where there's you know there's a lot of opportunities there for people that want to you know act in in TV shows or do comedy or whatever no, it's very true. I think so. Like, like, like even Hunter S. Thompson found a way to live in Kentucky and be entertainment. But I think like, uh, I think most people ha had to, at some point had to like live in one of those coasts. And I, I think it would, it's weird because I feel like the, like the world's finally catching up to the internet almost when people have that downtime. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I've seen this for like years before it happened, before people even acted on it. Like, and it was, it was weird when I went to Nashville, I saw like record labels. I'm like, holy shit, record labels exist still. It, it was just like a weird, it was like a weird thing, like seeing that. And like Nashville's kind of a cool town. Are you from there originally? Yeah, around about. I grew up in a small town outside of Nashville, but yeah, I've, I've been I've been in a close circumference to Nashville my whole life. That's a, it's a great city. I've only been there a couple of times, but I mean, I, I had fun every time. It's a great city. Like, yeah, it's a cool city, man. It's a it is a lot of fun. We got a lot of cool stuff here. I mean, it's it's there, there's a lot of cool cities, but I mean, Nashville's definitely got a groove to it. Yeah, and there's uh everyone there is just so more much more talented than I am I feel like I got like when I go to LA everyone's just got this amazing voice or something or like and they all have a record a recording studio somehow oh dude trust me I yeah there there are homeless people more talented than me in Nashville <laughs> I you can just go by and there's just people on the street playing guitar that I'm just like oh my god like how how are you why are you why are you on the street that you're you should be selling out something it's 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 incredible you should be, why are you on the street? You should be selling out. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> that's the best sentence ever. I love that. I love that. I love that concept. That's funny. And that, that's how LA was too. I'd go to a bar there and like, and artists. Like, <laughs> but that's how I feel LA was too. I'd go to like a bar and like, and like the, the bartenders had like the most amazing voice of all time. They're like singing to the songs. And I'm like, wow, like, how are you a bartender only? It's like, it was, it was so weird. I mean, I think like just a concentrated area, high competition. I don't know. It's just a weird, I don't know. I don't fully understand it, but like everyone there, everyone in those towns are just like more talented. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, not, you know, I, I learned really like I love karaoke, but I don't do karaoke in Nashville. It is like it is serious business in Nashville. Like people will blow you away. Well, I feel like if any comedian could sing, they'd be rock stars. <laughs> like pretty uh, much, it's the same thing. Like less setup time. We don't have to. We don't have to like carry a drum set in with a drummer or anything. You know, it's like that, <laughs> that's about the difference. I mean, it's, it's you're on stage, same kind of vibe. You know. Yeah, pretty much. I actually do play music in my comedy show, and and I I want to get away from it more and more because I just hate bringing a guitar on the road with me when I do shows. Yeah, I couldn't imagine having to set up stuff like it's like no thanks, that's okay. I don't want to I don't want to carry you anymore. Yeah, we just you just show up and there's a microphone. You're like, oh, perfect. You you have the PA system, great. That's why. Like, yeah, it's hit or miss sometimes with places I've played before. Yeah, bars are bad about it. Bars bars are like, you didn't bring a PA. I'm like, I didn't bring a what? <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs> So how long how long have you been doing your podcast here? Um, successfully about a year, about five years. That's I feel the exact same way when people ask me about my show. I'm like, oh, I've been doing the show for like three years, but people have only been watching it for one. 
Yeah, it, about that. Yeah, I know about that. I got, I got lucky and 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 some it's just hard work, consistency. I think like your like the comicbook.com thing. It's like just you just keep pumping them out. And uh, rather than do it every day, I do it all in one day because I'm lazy. So I'll do like a seven hour stretch, and I'll just uh, and I'll I mean I more work comes out. I have to edit still and some other stuff, but I'll do all my interviews in one day for the week. Nice. So I don't have to like do everything every day, you know, like I just kind of like work casually from my phone and like be like, okay, like, hey, Chris, you want to be on a podcast or like, Hey man, you want to sponsor this? Or you just like the cat It's more casual. I wish I could get away with that. That'd be nice. I wish I could just take all the news of the week and just report it all and like split it up in five or six increments and then just, just trickle it out. That would be great. Yeah, you actually have graphics instead of like a like this. Uh, um, I'm stu- stuck on green screen island. So well, uh, <laughs> on the show I do here, I just have a calendar that I haven't updated in like three months. <laughs> yeah, you look super busy. Like, <laughs> I was just, I was just. It, uh, surprising. I actually am. That's that's. Uh, I just don't. I forget to write on that thing. No, you use your phone too or something. You use yeah, your phone I do. Phone. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I like wake up. I'm like, oh man, that's what I gotta do. Okay, cool. Good thing I did that on Sunday, you know. Right. That's crazy. So, uh, wh- where do you see this going? Do you see like more movies, more like, uh, like, what do you, where do you see like your your kind of career and like your kind of whatever you're doing? I know career is kind of a, just a typecast thing, but like, where do you see yourself going? I guess like kind of cheesy question, but cool, cool to know the answer. Uh, right, right now, I, it's just pouring more energy into uh, into distraction. I have I have a fun time doing it, and I think that I, I, I mean, I, I really want to be the, bir- the like the best uh online you know, geek show uh that that you can find i mean that's just that's kind of the goal and uh i, I any way that i can figure out to make it better and quirkier and just you know play with it more um that's that's and just make it bigger i mean that's 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 really all i'm interested in at the moment i mean you know other opportunities uh if they if they present themselves then i'm definitely down but uh but that's that's pretty much where i'm at yeah, they'll probably come out of that. Just like you getting, like you getting bigger with the show as it keeps going and stuff. I think it'll probably just come out of that. And that's interesting, like, because uh, I think you're in a good cast. I mean, you could host Comic Cons. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff with what you're in. I mean, and then just keep growing from that. And then, like, I mean, they're, they're filling arenas from Comic Con. I mean, so there's and like movies are all every movie's a Marvel movie. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, you I mean every, like, it's. Uh, that's I kind of I kind of want to you know now that I've actually started developing some sort of a following in the last year, I think my goal for like 2022 would be to kind of uh, car- keep carving that niche out for myself and be like a nerd stand-up comic and, you know, if, you know, maybe do shows at Comic-Con and things like that. I think I'd really like to, you know, kind of test those waters out when we're allowed to, you know, do shows in public again. Yeah, I remember, I remember those days when I was Yeah, those were fun. Was, I remember, right? I remember yeah. outside. I'm just joking. I, I'm in Missouri and like nobody even cares. I, there's still restaurants open here. I mean, it's probably a lot like Tennessee. You're, you're in Missouri? What part of Missouri? I'm um I'm in the suburbs of St. Louis. I'm well, not St. Louis County, but in the suburbs of St. Louis, like the county area, basically. Nice. I did. I've done shows in St. Louis and uh, in Columbia. Is that Columbia, Missouri? Is yeah, that... yeah. It's about yeah. three hours from where I'm at. Like if I take 70, about three hours. Yeah, that's it. St. Louis is a cool town too. I like St. Louis. You're not. Where'd you do shows in Columbia? I've, I've been shows. Where, where have you done there? Oh, uh, well, I forget what the what the club was called. I don't think it's open anymore. Was it a uh, music club? No, it was a comedy club. Then a comedy club? There? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I remember that. And yeah. there was like a dance. There was like a dance club on the in the basement of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking. Yeah, they would, do, they would do comedy on the on the on the on the top floor, and then when the sh- the show was over, everybody would like migrate downstairs to this dance club, and I liked it because I stayed drunk. Uh, <laughs> It's always cool when there's a place after the show that you can just hang out with the crowd who just watched your show because everybody will buy you drinks and stuff. 
No, that's a good point. It's a, a lot of times I'm just like smoking weed in my car entire time before and entire time after until I get motivated to leave. It was like, <laughs> like a lot of times like, I remember like, I, I, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Like, like crowds you could drink with or like that. Like that's, that's way better probably. Yeah. It, it, it's cool when it's like, like you're in a situation you can get away from them. But, yeah, yeah. but I learned never to go out afterwards with like, uh, if an audience member is like, Hey, it's like three or four of us and we're going to go to this bar. Do you want to come with us? And, uh, and then you go and it's always super awkward. Cause they just, they just introduce you as like, Hey, this is the comedian from tonight. He's funny, you know, and, and, and you, and you're stuck with them. It's, that's the worst thing you can do. So it's, it, you, you always want to give yourself an exit plan is my point. Yeah, no, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I want to hang out with people. Sometimes I just want to sit in my car. Like, geez, I got, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll pull up to the venue like an hour, like, like before I even have to be there and just be in the car the whole time. Like, I just not even fucking talk to you. Not talk to you. Now, I'm so antisocial now. After this past year, ugh, I hate people sometimes. I really, I didn't appreciate how much I like being alone until this year. Yeah, I don't think you could be in comedy and like people. <laughs> I don't, I don't see many people deal with it. Like, uh, like Gallagher must have hated those people. He's always covering them with like watermelon. Oh, God, Gallagher, that guy. That guy's <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> he was like the juggalo of comedy. Like he was like, like ICP does the same shit. Or Guar, Guar's always dumping shit on you in the crowd. Like, yeah, yeah. Gallagher, he's. Uh, I got, I got stories about Gallagher that I shouldn't probably tell on a podcast. You know Gallagher? I I know Gallagher. That's yeah. hilarious alone. <laughs> That's like, he's such a jerk off. Yeah, he seems like he like likes himself a lot. Yeah, to put it lightly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I almost have to know the dirt. I feel like now I like I feel like I have later. to know. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. That guy's funny. Like, you ever see Black Gallagher? Like Dave Chappelle's like skit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. I love that. Dude, that was so much better than Gallagher. Like, <laughs> like it was so. Like Dave Chappelle making fun of Gallagher was better than Gallagher. Say that again. I'm sorry. I, I said Dave Chappelle playing Gallagher was better. Making fun of Gallagher is better than Gallagher. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's not even close. He's like shooting yeah. the watermelon. <laughs> and Gallagher's twin. He was he was awesome too. I like that guy. Was that his brother? What was the story with that? Like. Yeah, that was so. It was weird. It was like, <laughs> it's and it's funny that his name's Gallagher because they they were like the oasis basically of of comedy. Just <laughs> two funny. brothers get into a fist fight over their material. That's crazy. Who, who's some comedians you, uh, that you like that uh, you kind of look up to, I guess, or you just kind of like, like their style, I guess? Um, uh, you, I, I've always been a big fan of, like, I like, I like party comedians. I, you know, like, uh, I like the Steve, like Steve Martin in the 70s and Eddie Murphy in the 80s. Um, I was a big fan of, of Greg Giraldo when he was alive. Uh, I, I liked... Um, I like comics like that. Uh, I like I like having a good time when I go watch comedy, and I like it to be like 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 smart and fun. But I like to laugh, you know. And then there's there there are the other comedians that I feel like that get put on a pedestal a lot of times. That like like let's use George Carlin as an example. Like George Carlin is brilliant. The dude is a wordsmith. Like I love some of his stuff for for his message, but he never makes me like just lose my shit laughing. Does that make sense? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, his stuff's kind of dated, too. I think he was great for the 90s and stuff, but, like, we already heard all that stuff, and he basically influenced culture so much it's just common knowledge at this point. Right, right, sure. But there are, but there are comics. My point being is that there are comics like that that I think they're, they, they, they were brilliant, but, um, but they just didn't make me, like, lose myself laughing. And some of the, you know, I like, I like sillier stuff. I like, like, Eddie Murphy. I mean, his stuff is super dated, but it's still just, it just it works. me when I watch it. 
Yeah, it works because he's not doing current events. He's like talking about his family and stuff. Like, like there's certain things that like they become Western. definitely has some stuff that hasn't aged well. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true, man. Like, yeah, I think I think Bill Hicks was almost a better George Carlin. Like, I he's another example of somebody that like like I liked I liked Bill Hicks. Um, I, I I feel like you can learn a lot from watching Bill Hicks, but he's not he's not somebody that I just ever like just went crazy laughing at like you know what i mean if anything yeah. like him and sam kennison they made they made me more uncomfortable like screaming at people and stuff I, yeah like, i didn't laugh at it as much as i was like ah. like <laughs> like you're you're you keep yelling and uh and and so so no i like like steve martin's probably my favorite i love some of steve martin's stuff in the 70s i think he's he's just a genius no, he was. He was able to fill like like arenas with like playing banjo. Also, uh, he's had he's had like like two or three career. Like you know, I mean? he's had like four or five careers probably. Actually, that dude's yeah. great. dude's pretty good. I like him a lot. There's, yeah, what is, is that? What kind of kind of got you in? Like you saw these older people do it, or like uh, or just like he, were you like a class clown kind of dude too, or something? Like what, like. Uh yeah, I, I yeah, I like guess, that. yeah I kind of was yeah I I um uh. I was a little shyer, I think, when I was in, in, in school. I still, I mean, I consider myself to be like an out, like, like maybe an outgoing um, ex, uh, introvert a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I, I uh, my, my personality is dialed up to 11 when I'm on stage. And I think people are always surprised when like, that's not actually me. Like I'm way more toned down, like, like when a camera's off, I, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not that out. I'm not that outgoing. So I don't think in, in school I was either. I wasn't necessarily like a, I mean, I, I had my moments, you know, that I would, that I would do stuff, but I don't think that I was just a class clown all of the time. I, I have an off button. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people realize that like with uh, their fan, like, I think that killed Keith Moon. I mean, I think Keith Moon was a guy in like, uh, in like, uh, I think the stones, he's the drummer for the stones, I think. And he, he would just always like be like taking like horse tranquilizers and fucking getting drunk all the time to like be like this guy who's always on or he was, he, he was like trying to use drugs to be the guy who's always on. And there's just no such thing. Like, you know, there's just no like real such thing. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. How Keith Richards is still alive. I have no clue. No, any of those guys, it makes no sense. Like they're like, they're like, they're like walking. Like, I don't know. I've heard, I've heard those guys say that the reason that they like, like they're still alive is because of the high quality of the drugs they were doing. They were like, <laughs> our drugs were like real drugs. Like they weren't like, they weren't mixed with anything else. And that's why we're still alive. So they were just, you know, the money was just getting them the, the good stuff, I guess. That could be, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they had the better heroin. Right. <laughs> Whatever drugs they, they had. The, they had that clean heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I would have brought this up to a fifth, my fifth grade dare officer. And like, <laughs> I wish I, had, wish I would have had these rebuttals then, you know. <laughs> oh man, I miss dare. There was, there was a fun time. Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't even know what drugs were until like dare told me about them. Right. So, yeah, I didn't either. I was the same way. Dare and dare is like you don't want to do marijuana. I was like, what is that? Yeah, they're like the Beatles did marijuana. You don't want to do that. I'm like, I love the Beatles. <laughs> it's like, it's like ruined it for you, man. Like. Right, right, right. Yeah, like everybody you look up to does drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, says a cop. <laughs> like even it's like the, the least cool job as a kid. Like a cop, I don't know. To me anyway, I don't know. Yeah. We had this officer, his name was Officer Tiny, and he was like seven foot tall or some shit. It was like an ironic name, I'm, I'm supposing. Like, he, was, he was like the biggest fucking dude I've ever seen in my life, and his name was Officer Tiny. That's, it always works out like that. Like Little John and Robin Hood, they're always huge dudes. Yeah, or like Lucky. Always, with their ironic names. Like the name Lucky, I've never seen a, like a lucky person named Lucky. It's always like the saddest dude I've ever seen in my life. 
Exactly. Or, or yeah, just a, just a homeless Irish guy or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if all Irish guys would be homeless, we drank as much as we wanted to, I think. Dude. Yeah, probably. It's really hard. <laughs> you look like me if I got a job. <laughs> if, I, if, I had a, if I was like employed and took care of myself. Yeah. There's a part of me that's really like, like I appreciate your look that you have going on right now. Like I, sometimes I just fantasize about quitting everything and deleting all my social media growing my beard out like that and just becoming a truck driver. That just sounds like the life. Yeah, you get, you get a lot of spare change. Like everybody just gives you their change all the time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like, all you have to do is take your hat off and sit down on the sidewalk. Yeah. It's, it's make you bucks. That's what I do some weeks when I don't sell ads. I just, I just go out there and just panhandle, you know, just like old school. Like yeah, that's Good right. honest money, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, We're going to take a break for a second. I'm going to tell you about Rebel Protein Drinks. They're plant-based. They're awesome. They, they're a part of some good causes, it seems like. Really good ingredients. Turmeric is important in a diet. Uh, go to Rebel. That's R-E-B-B-L dot co. Link in the description. And get some plant-based protein drinks while you listen to this episode. You don't actually think I was in the Zack Snyder's Justice League, do you? <laughs> just, to, just to clarify, I, that Robin suit was a, uh, was a joke. Um, I didn't I know that. that. I thought you were seeing one. That's funny. Okay, that's a I fucking fell for that hard. No, okay, no, I did. Did you fall. really fall for that? No, I think I did actually. No, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I love it. I love dude, it. you're a genius. That's so funny, dude. I just posted a picture, like, re- like literally, like ten minutes before we got on here. The reason that I'm wearing, I don't usually just go bare chested on the podcast or anything, but the yeah. reason that I'm wearing this is because yesterday Chris Evans went viral, um, and he had a, a shirt on like this and and a, and a tank top, and his his tattoos are like peeking out, right? And, yeah. and so, and so I took a screenshot of his picture and then I, I put this on and I took a picture of myself like this and I, and I just posted it on Instagram and I was just like, caption is like, I'm super excited to debut my premiere episode of my new podcast, guys named Chris with chest tattoos. And I have already gotten like at least a dozen messages of people who think that's a real thing. Dude, you're, yo, that got me too. You're a fucking genius, man. Like, like that literally, dude, that graphic looked so good. I thought that was real too. I literally no, saw that. No, I didn't talk to Chris Evans. Holy fuck. That's, dude, no, you're good, man. I barely fall for that shit. And I fell for it twice with you already. That's, that's interesting. Oh, as- dude, I, I almost feel a little bad now. Who cares? No, no, it's, I'm stupid. I'm stupid for believing shit on the internet, man. It's my own. I can take, I can take an L. I don't give a fuck, man. That's good. That's good fucking, that's a good joke. If it works on me, I feel like that's good, man. I'm a, I like I, that. I just like, I like doing what, like, I was just explaining it to somebody. I feel like it's like just playful trolling. I, cause Genius. It's, like, it's literally a podcast called to a guy named Chris or guys named Chris with chest tattoos. Like I thought that was the joke, but I thought you would still talk to him. Like I'm going to show the dude. No, you like, I barely get God. I appreciate a good fucking joke. That's good, man. No. Okay. So yeah, this picture right here, like I couldn't even tell this was fucking fake. I, I'm literally, you even look kind of like you look mischievous now that I, now that I think about it, but, uh, but now that I know this story, <laughs> but no, okay. So this did, this didn't even have, I knew the, I knew the podcast no, wasn't no, called no, guys no. named Chris. I definitely, I, you know, it was a joke. I don't, I don't want to like present it like in, in this, that like, like that happened. That did, that definitely did not happen. And, Dude, I, that and is- the Robin suit was a, a buddy of mine who was a, who was a big time cosplayer um, named Mateo. He uh, he just let me borrow his Robin suit and I and I put it on, but it really did take like thirty minutes to put on. That thing's a that thing's awful, dude. You're like I can't believe you got me on that. That's fucking hilarious, man. That's <laughs> that's literally, dude. I never fall for that shit. I feel like and that that fucking got legitimately. I'm not even fucking gonna bullshit. Like I 
You mean I'm not even a bullshit? That legit got me. That's fucking whole, dude. That is so funny, man. That is so, how many people believe this shit? Like, like if I'm falling for it, like how many fucking people believe this shit? Oh, uh, this guy. Yeah, I, there was a lot. There was. I mean, it went. It went like kind of mini viral on Twitter. Uh, and and I think there was a lot of people that believed that I was going to be appearing in Justice League as Robin. Dude, that is so fucking funny, man. That is so funny, man. And I try to keep it ambiguous, right? Like that's what the caption was like. I'm not saying that I do, but I'm not saying I don't. No, that's so funny, man. That legit. That's a good fucking joke, man. That's like legit hilarious, dude. Like I'm I'm glad that you like someone out there is like doing shit like that to trick. Like that legit tricked me, and that shit's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I was. I, it, to me, it was just funny. I wasn't actively like trying to like trick anybody, but I. But I think it's a. It's an even better joke if it does. No, that's great. No, I, I was tricked. And I still think it's funny. Oh, you mean, <laughs> like even that legit like played me. And I think that's that's legit hilarious to me. Like I think that's. Yeah, no, no, I I didn't I didn't film anything for Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> that is so fucking. That looks so convincing, bro. That was like legit convincing as fuck, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. No, no. We what we were actually doing was we were doing a sketch for comicbook.com, and 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 so we 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 aired that. Um, I think the day or the day before maybe the Justice League came out, and uh, and that's yeah, it's on our Instagram and TikTok and stuff. But it was just a fun sketch we made. Dude, that makes the podcast like even better. Like when I realized that as the view, like, I mean that's like, that's that's fucking hilarious, man. Like I'm glad. Like, I'm legit, like, impressed that that worked even, on, like, on me. Like, most of the time, I'm like, I'm like one of those people I was like, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I just usually fucking tell. That's hilarious, man. I need, I need to chill on the edibles, I guess. Like, <laughs> I know, I, I'm very flattered that anybody thinks that I could actually, like, pull off Robin. I mean, that's, that, that's, to me, that just seems insane that anyone would see me and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he could be Robin. Like, so I'm very flattered that anybody believes it. Well, I was just thinking from a business standpoint, how smart it is to get comedians in movies and stuff because they have fan bases. They in like different states and cities and stuff. Like, I, like if I if I was making if I was making movies like that, I would, I would grab comedians too, man. I mean, you, like anyone with a fan base, and the comedians can act too. I mean, they're used to talking and like I mean, like so. I feel like comedy is almost a natural transition to acting. Oh yeah, I think so too. I, I think that's that why it didn't throw me off. I think a lot of comedians prove prove that. I mean, they, most comedians that that become big enough to get into acting, I mean, they don't take acting classes or anything like that. A lot of them. You know, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy being, you know, two prime examples of guys that, you know, went straight from stand up to acting. They didn't have classes. They just were kind of naturals at it. Dude, yeah. My favorite Steve Martin joke is like he, he's like bragging about being in the phone book. And that was like fucking hilarious. Like he was like, he's like, he's like, look, I'm in the phone book. I made it. Because in some oh, movie, the, I forgot. Is that not from The Jerk? Dude, that's what it was. The Jerk. Yeah, dude. I love that movie, man. I'm, I, the Jerk is one of the all time classics. Dude, yeah, I think you gained my respect ten thousand more points for tricking for that that like that tricking thing. I I can't get over that now. I'm literally like that. Like literally, that gained so much respect for me. And I, I already thought you were cool and stuff, but that like literally like gained me so gave me so much more respect for you. I have no idea why, but like I appreciate a good joke, man. That's fucking genius. Oh man, no, I appreciate it. I, thank you very much, man. I'm glad that I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I mean, that's that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to you know just 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 distract people i'm just trying to you know kill some time and uh and 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 give you know make people smile whatever that's why we do this right dude no that was great man that's so funny man like have you pulled shit like that before like he's or, I, I find it hard to believe that like like just those two were the only time you ever, like, like is there any other time you pulled some shit like that? that shit's hilarious yeah probably i'm i'm sure i have i um i think that it's I think it's probably becoming like as I've started developing a following, I think it's becoming a little more palpable now. Yeah, so, it's easier to prank um, people when you got a following. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. But I was I was amazed that like 
I'm I'm sorry that my uh, my phone keeps going off because I don't know how to turn it off on my computer and and turn the volume down. I think it's funny to have it in podcast. I'm not too worried about it. I think I think it's funny. Like people people are just listening to it. I'm not trying to be unprofessional, but no, no. Um, yeah, it, like I said, when I posted that Chris Evans thing, I, I literally just posted it like right like 15, 20 minutes before I came on here, and uh, and I was already getting messages like, "So cool that you met Chris Evans," and I'm like, "Oh God, people are already like buying it." <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know that. No, that's great though. That's fucking hilarious. I, I, I believed it, man. It looked fucking real. Like even when I, even when I put it up on the screen, it looked fucking real, dude. That's that's just hilarious. Yeah, no, he he, he appeared on a uh, he was on a podcast yesterday, and like the whole internet's been freaking out about how you can see his chest tattoos. And so I just thought it was funny, you know, that just the just the just to play along with it. But I, I would assume that you know if you'd seen that story, you would see that he's wearing the same thing and. And that, that, you know, I just thought it would be a little more obvious that I was kidding, but whatever. If, it, if it's not, I don't care. That's great, dude. That's fucking great, dude. It's like legendary, man. Like, I'm a big Andy Kaufman fan. That's probably like my favorite comedian. I think he constantly fucks with God, people. I love Andy Kaufman. Can't, I, Andy, well, what Andy Kaufman did with wrestling back in the early 80s is the dude, coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen. 100% intergender women's wrestling champion in the world. I almost bought that shirt. Like, I'm, I almost, like, made that shirt myself just in, like, in tribute. It's just a fucking cool-ass idea. Oh, it was brilliant. It was it was uh, 30 years ahead of its time, too. Oh, definitely. I've seen so many people rip that off, the concept of, like, uh, explaining to the South what a toothbrush is and, like, toilet paper. He's like, he's like this is toilet paper. He, like, just describes it to like, – like, like, he just, like, talked down to everybody and pissed on – he had an entire arena mad at him, man. That shit was hilarious. Well, the, the amount of, like, the amount of balls that it takes to go on David Letterman and, like, follow through with that storyline and to, well, like, King, yeah. like, let Jerry Lawler slap him out of his chair and then to just – you know, yeah. you know, they worked that thing together the whole time. It was just brilliant. It was fantastic. Dude, yeah, people didn't know that for decades. Like, like, like Jerry, Jerry the King kept that as a secret for, like, decades. And I like, came out with it, like, somewhat recently, I, I believe. I don't know the time frame. But, but he, uh, so he came out with that somewhat recently. Like, like Letterman didn't even know it was a stick. Like, like, he was, like, literally just like, uh, I believe so, anyway. I believe that was a story. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Letterman was in on it. Yeah, I don't think he was. That was crazy. And, like, and, like that's, I mean, wrestling, I, I mean, I loved wrestling as a kid. So that's just fucking hilarious to me. Like, like the concept of, like, uh just doing that man like like feeling like he just gave he like gave up he's like i quit comedy and all and acting and all this stuff i'm gonna be a wrestler now he just like played that whole thing up man it was hilarious yeah it was amazing uh and and, and andy coffin was the i mean the king of it dude i mean it, it, he was he was almost like less a comedian and more i mean it, he almost had like some magician tactics to his comedy right where it was like he would like follow through with the illusion so much he would just dedicate himself to, to tricking people it was it was brilliant. I mean, he was he was way ahead of his time, dude. Yeah, he wouldn't even like. Yeah, he would never break character either. Like I, I've seen him. He was like panhandling on Letterman one time. Like, he, got, he got like fired from like SNL or something. And he's like he's like yeah, my wife left me and my kids left me. They like they took, they took the house. He's like walking around like the audience like panhandling for change, and like 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 he's just so good, man. And like I don't think like he didn't even call himself a comedian. I don't think. I think it's just something he fell into. Like I, I think he like had, uh, he had he had a, a name for what song what, and dance uh, man. He called himself a song and dance man in the beginning. Is that what it was? I don't in the remember. beginning, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember specifically. I know, I know he didn't call himself. He didn't consider himself a comedian. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm actually friends with uh, Dutch Mantel, who was, you know, in uh, Memphis wrestling at the time when all that was going on. He's told me some. He told me some great Andy Kaufman stories. Of, you know, and and yeah, he Andy Kaufman would would follow through with it behind the scenes as well. I mean, he was. He was always on care, like in character. 
Yeah, I saw like a glimpse one time, like uh, like like I like, just a glimpse of him faking it. He's like like it was he was on Letterman like after that panhandling thing I was telling you about on YouTube, and I was watching it and like uh and like you saw the door the backstage door open a little bit and then close like and then he was just back there like smiling and like gleaming about it like, like you could tell like it was it was just I don't think he meant to be on camera at that time and it was like the only time I've seen him like break character like on camera. Right, right, for sure. It's so yeah, weird, he, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely. That's probably my favorite comedian of all time. Like, I don't know why. Like, 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 just if he was even a comedian, I don't know what the fuck he was. He was just like a troll or something. Yeah, that's pretty much what he was. He was just like a professional troll before trolling was a thing. Dude, yeah, Tom Green was kind of like that too. Yeah, Tom Tom Green had some good stuff. Uh, I I I I mean, Tom Green in the late '90s when he was on MTV was was pretty brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's like living in a van now. You seen his YouTube lately? Yeah, I listened to the po- he was on a podcast. I think it was I think it was with Joe Rogan, and uh, I and and yeah, and he's just basically like living out in wilderness now, like trying like trying to do a podcast and stuff. He's he's funny, man. I like that dude. No, he's awesome. I, like Tom Green's probably one of the good ones. It's alive still. He's like one of the good ones, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. That shit's funny. I don't know if I could handle these people in like real life. Though. I feel like they just like fuck with people too. Like I could, I probably couldn't handle Tom Green like in his prime anyway. The guy was just so batshit, man. Are you just fucking like, but in a good way. Oh yeah, he drove his parents crazy. Dude, <laughs> that was always funny, dude. Yeah, and then you hear him talk about them. In the beginning, he fucked with them all the time, and by the end, like, like, like he just his dad just like gets up and shakes Monica once he's saying like, "Nice to meet you, Monica," and like goes back to sleep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, uh, by the yeah. between Tom Green and like the jackass guys, like I feel dude, I yeah. always felt so bad for their parents. I was like, man, that that must suck to just be pranked like twenty four seven by your own kids. Oh, that would be crazy. I wonder what it was like before they got MTV shows. If, like, their parents were just assholes before to them. Like, why don't you get a job, grow up? And then they get, like, an MTV show, and they're just like, fuck you. <laughs> I always See, I always think their parents have to be, like, really cool to, like, take those pranks and to not, like, flip out on them. That's true. That's true. Bam's parents more so, I think. Like, like, like and the older Bam gets, the more he looks like his dad. <laughs> like, he's just, like, he's just, like, funny as shit, like, seeing him, like, like where he's going. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would describe it as funny or sad, but it's definitely one of those things. It'd be sad if it was me, but it's funny when it's other people. Yeah. I, um, I, I think I just saw that he got kicked off the, the Jackass movie. They're making another movie, and I think that he got, I think he got kicked off of it. And they're Drinking too of, much or something? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I, that's, you know, I only know the little bit that I've read on TMZ. I don't have any, like, inside info or anything. It's just... Um, but that's too bad. I, I hate to hear when people are not like, you know, kind of beating their demons. Yeah, I felt like he had his shit most together. That's weird to hear from him. But I feel, yeah. I feel like, I feel like if like you said that about Steve-O or Johnny Knox, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, probably. But Bam, almost, like, he seemed like he had it together more. I, I guess after Dunn died, he kind of lost his shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I also don't know if we even need like any more jackass because there, there's definitely a point where I feel like, like it's cool seeing like young guys like like you know kick each other in the balls and stuff but you know when you get to the when these guys are hitting like their 50s and still pulling those sorts of pranks on each other it it just makes there's a little part of me that gets sad you know what i mean it was like seeing like uh like the uber eats commercial with wayne and garth like yeah that was sad that made me sad because i was like i was like you're telling me that in the last 30 years these guys still live in a basement and do like they haven't grown as people at all like that's it's a little sad for me so Sometimes I think that some of these relics of the past, we should just maybe keep them back there. Yeah, it's like if Jesus would have got old. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He like died in his prime with like a six pack and shit. And you know I mean, like, 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 it's like a, he died a beautiful man, you know. 
Well, as far as we know, we don't really know what he looks like. We have like. no fucking clue. No, I was just saying yeah, the story. He might so, not be a beautiful man. We don't yeah, know. I sure. don't think he really was, but for the sake of, like, that joke, he was. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Definitely. You're probably more accurate. Yeah, no, I don't think he probably was. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know, though. But I, I'll, I'll lean towards more what you said in reality. But no, I was just fucking around. Like, you know, yeah, it was, that Uber Eats commercial was super sad. Though. Like, they're, they were, like, wearing – it was, like, they're just, like, wearing makeup or something. I'm, like – it was just fucking weird. I, I, everyone wears makeup. But it's like transparent though, and like you know what I mean on TV. I guess it was like weird. Yeah. Well, like I said, it, it's more just the idea that these guys. It's the. It's no different than when I see like when I would go do road comedy and I would I would meet comics who were like popular in the '80s, but they you know now in like 2012 or something they're still like rocking a mullet and and their 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 entrance music to come on stage is like you know, I don't know, welcome to the jungle or something. And just guys, you know, it's just sad to see people get stuck in, in like, in, in like a, the, the time that they thought was cool. Yeah. Like, uh, Wayne and Garth and the Uber Eats commercial looked like trans athletes. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that one, but yeah. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. No, but uh, I know what you're talking about, but like Andrew Dice Clay's like that. Like he still dresses the same. And like, uh, I think he deleted me on, uh, I think he deleted me on Instagram and called me a fag or something. I think it's what, like, <laughs> And I'm like, that's very 80s of you, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah, he's just like, he seems super internet aggressive. But uh, this is weird. Yeah, he didn't age too well. I don't think he's still wearing the jacket. Yeah, no, that's, that's all. That's, that's what you don't want to see. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to see another, like a Wayne's World 3. I think that would be fantastic. But I want to see, I want to see the Wayne's World 3 where, and, and you know, who knows, maybe somebody can send this to Michael Myers and, and pitch it. But I want to see the Wayne's World 3 where those guys actually like cleaned up their life and they, they got a haircut and they, they, uh, and they become like successful businessmen and everything. And then they realize like 30 years later, how much they hate their lives. And so they're like, screw it. We're going to go back to doing a, a show in our basement. And those guys trying to like maybe recapture, you know, a little bit of that, like I'm interested in that story, but, but to see these guys and, and granted I'm throwing a lot of weight into an Uber eats commercial but, uh, but your movie idea, you have me on board with the movie idea. I feel like I'd watch that movie if it was even made. Like, I feel like that was like. If you want to see the evolution of where the characters, you know, where. No, they, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's a mistake. I think we're seeing that it's a mistake with like Dumb and Dumber 2 or, or Bill and Ted 3. You know, when these guys, you know, 30 years later are the same exact characters they were. Like, that's just not how most people are. You know, you grow and you, you know, life happens, you get married, you have kids, you do whatever. And, uh, and, and I think that, uh, I think that I'm more interested in seeing like, how do they change and, and, and how do they get back to being the Wayne and Garth of old? No, it's, that's, I mean, that's the basic story to, uh, like the storyline and film and books and stuff. I mean, that, that's, that's definitely smart. That, that, no, I think that'd be better. I think honestly, if they hear this, they'll probably just take that idea. But I feel like Mike Meyer has so much like fuck you money from Shrek. I don't think oh, like, he, I just that, think, that and Austin Powers. I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. He doesn't give a fuck. I I feel like almost like one of his buddies asked him to do the Uber Eats commercial or something. Like I don't think he even needs the money. I, like Danny Carvey probably too. I mean Danny Carvey was doing so many movies and shit. Yeah, which I, I and I love those guys. I mean don't, I love Wayne's World one and two, and I and I would love to see a third one. I, I I was I was almost actually a little pissed off that I was like, really, Bill and Ted gets a third movie, but Wayne's World can't. They get relegated to Uber Eats. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I watched that movie like every day as a kid before school. I love Wayne's World so much when I was like a old like elementary school maybe or something. Whenever. Oh yeah, Wayne's World is fantastic. I'm a big fan. No, it's a great movie. Stephen Tyler was in it. Aerosmith's badass. I mean, it was just it was a fucking great movie. Just all the way all the way together, you know. Right. I don't know, man. Like, I think did you hear Chris Farley was supposed to play Shrek like originally? 
Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I, I had heard that he was supposed to play Shrek uh, initially, but he died while they, they'd only got like half of his lines. Yeah, that's crazy. I, did, thing- I did a show a few years ago with uh, with David Spade and uh, and Chris Farley's little brother, or, uh, maybe his big brother. I think his, his brother's Kevin Farley, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. But um, I knew I knew Chris Farley had a brother, but his brother looks ridiculously like Chris now. Like he looks just like Chris. And so I remember walking into the green room and seeing David Spade, and then seeing Chris Farley's brother, who looks just like Chris Farley. And it was it was surreal, dude. I was like, oh my god, I'm I feel like I'm in in the green room with David Spade and Chris Farley. It was the coolest thing ever. That's crazy, man. I, I wish Chris Farley could have played like Rob Ford or Donald Trump. Like that would have kicked ass. Like, like was he always doing, he's always doing characters like political characters and stuff. Like if he if he played Donald Trump in a movie, that would have been the best fucking movie of all time. Or even just Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live, it would have been fantastic. Fair, fair, yeah. He did, he did a good Newt Gingrich and like Bill Clinton and stuff. Like he did some shit like that, I think, back in the day. But like, it was just, that would have been interesting. Like, it, and I think Farley came from a funny family. It seemed like they seemed like they were all kind of the same guy. Like he was just imitating his dad or something. It's like what it seemed like. It seemed to me like he was more imitating like uh, Belushi. Like he was imitating- yeah. Very no, he was like obsessed with John Belushi. Yeah, he died the same way, even the same age. That's crazy. Yeah, same age, same drug. It was it was really uh kind of bizarre. Yeah, it turns out if you only eat butter and you're doing coke and heroin at the same time, not healthy. Like who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> must have not been that clean heroin. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, 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 up, uh, yeah, Keith Richards about that. Yeah, but I feel like uh like if Chris Farley wouldn't have done it, we wouldn't have known, you know. We wouldn't have known butter, cocaine, and heroin doesn't mix well. Well, it's so crazy. Like he, he was only, I think he was only like 33 when he died. And like, so in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, that was, I mean, it's so young. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to think that he was only in his, his, you know, early thirties before he was gone. I would have loved to have seen what that guy would have done for another 20 years. Oh, no doubt. Like he would have been like Adam Sandler probably to keep working. He probably would have been a guy working a lot. I think like a Sandler, like or something. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. How old are you? I, I am uh, 64. 64. You, uh, you age terribly. You look a lot older. Uh, no, I'm looking pretty rough. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm up there. Always. <laughs> no, you should. I, I think it's so funny whenever people like people say that they're going to stop. Like, like, I'm 25. I'm stopping now. I was like, you can't stop at 25. I was like, in another 15 years, you're going to look busted. Like, you got to you got to lie up. I always lie up. You don't lie down. <laughs> that's hilarious that's a yeah it's like everybody's like imdb says they're all six foot tall and then you meet them in real life they're all like five three or some shit it's fucking weird right, right. yeah you yeah tom cruise right he's like five foot one or something yeah before the phone books or whatever <laughs> that guy sucks at acting i don't know why everybody's obsessed with him i don't like that guy i don't Not, know I, it's, I don't know about sucks at acting that's probably a bit of a stretch I in mean, the last 20 40, 30 years maybe but, but i think he killed it back in the day problem with tom cruise is that tom cruise is so famous i think you reach a point where you're so famous that it's hard to separate tom cruise from the character you know what i mean yeah but his like, character's just been bad the last, i feel like I, I feel like okay like some of the shit was good like top gun was good i mean you had like you had a bunch of 80 shit was good i mean uh and then like i feel like mission impossible 15 or whatever it's like come on man like are you like well that's what i'm saying i, I think yeah. that there, there came a certain point where he just became too famous and then he became okay. like tom cruise and you can't you just can't separate that fact anymore. It's like in the yeah. 80s, he was doing good work, but he, he there was a point where he became A-list Tom Cruise to, you know, you, you know Tom Cruise is the like the guy who's jumping on the couch, excited Scientologist sort of weirdo guy. Okay. And it's, hard, it's hard to like not see that once you know so much about him. 
That's interesting. Okay. No, I could see that's a, yeah, you got, you have a very like balanced way of perceiving things. And I think that's a good perception. I think I definitely see that. Like, I yeah, just, yeah, you got two successful kind of isolated from people probably. It doesn't like hang out with people that much. I like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe hangs out with people, but not like everyday people more so, you know? Yeah, no, I'm definitely not everyday people. Yeah. You're like, if, you, if you're a Scientologist, you probably, that, that boat fucking shipped a long, <laughs> sailed a long fucking time ago, probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know anything about it except it's not real. That's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's like Mormonism. It's like uh, Mormonism for people with more imagination. Oh man, I need more coffee. All right. <laughs> I think we've reached our hour. Maybe we talk for like ever, but I uh, but I appreciate it, man. Uh, throw out any promo you want before we get on or something like that, or like like Instagram, oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Just I mean, if if you're on Instagram, you can hit me up at CK Comedy. Uh, and the, you know, if you if you like being tricked by my posts, uh, or if if you're on Twitter, um, you can find me at Chris Killian, and my last my last name spelled like the beer uh so uh yeah that's that's about it man uh my my daily shows on on comic book and you can find that on on all of our social media channels and you know would love to love for you to come check out the show this podcast is possible because of sponsors like arthur wayne hot sauce uh go to arthur wayne hot sauce.com link in the description uh, and get some awesome flavors they have um they also make custom flavors they can send these to restaurants or individuals off their website and like i said they have custom flavors like for weddings or birthday parties or whatever you're still allowed to have